0: Welcome to How to Rock the Stage Show, a show committed to equipping you to hone your media skills better to stand out from the crowd as a go-to expert in your field. Each week, Rich Bontrager interviews top leaders, influencers, authors, speakers, podcasters, and media professionals about how to leverage media best to help you shine brighter on camera and stage as a go-to expert. Now, here's your host, The Trigger, Rich Bontrager. Welcome back to another edition of How to Rock the Stage. Wednesday night, we're back live once again. And always more great guests, more great information. And it's a jam-packed day again for being on camera, sharing the wisdom, the fun, the information with different people. Uh, And we're going to talk a little bit about why I've been on camera so much, but we'll get into that in a minute. We want to welcome you into your opportunity to learn how to shine on camera, shine on stage, and elevate you and your brand by many different ways And one of the ways we're all trying to grow our brands is to make a little bit more money. (laughs) We're working really hard, but often it's a struggle to make money. And we're going to get in that today, especially in the podcasting world, but really it applies to any of our businesses. How do you bring home the money? And what are the stumbling blocks that we get into that don't allow us to grow the brand, get the solid foundation that we need. So stick around. We're going to have a great conversation. And as always, You can drop questions in the chat and later on we will be sharing my uh, cell phone number and you can send text messages if you want to do it that way because not all the platforms that we stream to uh, always connect easily. But we're on multiple platforms streaming live tonight and it's all being made by our partners at the National Speakers Association. Thank you to the NSA for being our sponsors. Learn more and really grow in your speaking career with the National Speakers Association. But tonight is going to be a fun night. We're going to do three keys to collect the cash as a podcaster. And tonight, Dee Bowden is originally from Boston, now living in Maryland, not too far away from me, actually. We're kind of having a local conversation tonight. She's the creator and author of Collect the Cash. She enjoys Ferris wheels. We have one in the D.C. area. Smooth jazz, great wines. All that is in the D.C. area. She both likes, by the way, red and white wines, just in case you're following along. By the way, very interesting note here, after collecting $6 million in 60 days while working for a small IT company, Dee recognized that small businesses also fall prey to revenue loss. $6 million, and she figured it out. We're going to bring Dee on, and we're going to have a little bit of fun. Great to have my dear friend back once again. Dee, great to have you here
1: tonight. Hey, Rich! It's so good to be here. My gosh, I I've been like a little kid excited all day. You know, because I love when we get together. Because first of all, we we just we have we have the same energy, and it's just so much fun. And then we get to talk about something that's really important. Because you know, being a podcaster and dealing with money, most people are like, "Oh, I like I like the podcasting part, but I don't want to have to ask people for the money." Like, yeah, I'm on to that part. So yeah, that's why I'm like,
0: yeah. Well, we we yeah. want to ask for it. We don't often know how to do it well. We don't yeah, know how to collect sure. it very well, and then we have gaps where it's like. Steve, pay me or not pay me. I can't remember if they came through. So there's a lot of stuff to get in here tonight. Everyone be ready to take notes and yeah. plug on in. But I'm gonna go back to the six million dollars first of all. Okay, six million dollars. Yep, an IT company, and then the light went on to say there's still
1: money on the table. We miss it. Yeah. How did sure. that come about? Well, so can I go back to the so can I go back to the beginning? Yeah. Sure. All right. So here's how we do it. So I'm Dee. I'm originally from Boston. Living the great state of Maryland. Richard, I talked about my fun facts, which are Ferris Wheel, Smooth Jazz, and Great Wines, both red and white. So the what had happened was, was this. So about 15, no, 15 plus years ago, I used to work for a small IT company outside of Boston where I'm from. But you've worked in corporate. Most of our, our audience has dealt in corporate or deals with corporate now. I get on brought, I get brought on board. They're like, welcome aboard. Here's your cubicle, your box, and your plant. And we have a collections team. And they, they've been successful. But we've got $8 million in outstanding receivables. And we haven't been able to figure out how to get it. This is a true story. It's actually in the book. So this, this is how this all came about. So they're like, here's, here's your list of accounts. And we need you to get, to get to work. And I'm like, y'all have how much? They're like 8000000 million. I'm like, who does that? Like in IT? Seriously? They're like, yeah, software, so, software services, licenses, all the things. So I get my list of accounts. And I'm a person of faith, so I had a short prayer. And then I sat down and I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how to collect $6 million. Business to business collections, AKA accounts receivable, is four things. It's problem solving. Number one, you're answering the question of what had happened, it was kind of like what Steve said. I'm like like Rich said. Um, did, did Steve, oh, that's what it was. Did Steve pay me or not? So that's the first <laughs> question. Secondly, yeah. it's customer service. It's the, it's the, because it's the, it's the, the fortune is always in a follow up. So if you don't do the follow up, you're not going to get the fortune. Then there's the gratitude, which is that, that soft skill where people are like, you're serious about saying thank you? Absolutely, because here's the thing. When people help you get your money, you go back and say thank you because that's, a, that, that's one of those, those things our parents taught us. You know, say please and say thank you. But I, I really have it as a part of my, my collecting the cash because it's been the people who have taken the phone calls, who have answered the questions, who have, you know, followed, followed the bouncing ball to find out where the invoice was to making sure we get the check got cut and then a check got sent to the company. And then the last thing is relationship building, which is what you and I are doing right now. A lot of people are like, are you serious? I'm like, well, Rich said in the beginning of the, of the conversation, I collected six million dollars. This is a true story, and it's actually in the book. But it's bigger than it's bigger than just me collecting the money. It's the how did I figure out that if this could happen to this small business, which was a small business, we're talking less than 100 people, and we the company after we collected all the money, the CEO says, listen, thank you so very much. We're, we're going to do an executive thing today. We're going to close the company after y'all collected all this money, and we're out, and we're letting all y'all go two months before Christmas. So why I am so focused about talking about collected cash for podcasters and small business owners and entrepreneurs in general is because you can think because you have the sale on the books. Well, I say it this way, collect the cash. The sale is not complete until the money's in the bank, but you must collect it first. The reason we talk about collections, AR, sales, tracking, is because we've, we've had a surge of companies go out of business because yeah. somebody has forgotten to follow up. Something has happened. An executive decision has been happening. All the things, and so I have a heart for small business owners, and I want to see them win. I mean, heart- small business is, is a heart is the heart of, of business. And when when you when you start seeing small businesses and large businesses go out of business, the first question for me is always: I wonder how many sales were on the books and how much money was outstanding and nobody collected it because they're like, "I'll get around to it." So I'll get around so to it. I'll get around to it. You just fire-hosed everybody, by the way. <laughs> I'm hyped. Right, I'm hyped. Right. I know. I know. I know. And she's like,
0: holy cow. So <laughs> we're, we're going to unpack some of this. Everyone's sure, yes. probably like taking notes and going, what just happened here? Yeah. From $6 million, and then they closed the company. Yes. That will make your head explode. And we probably have seen that recently through the pandemic, through yep. recent shutdowns of Bath and Body Works in other places—they probably f- scrape beyond. every, yeah. They, they probably try to scrape any penny they could, yep. and they still shut the lights off. Yeah. Now, let's change it in the podcasters. Sure. These guys are working. They're creating. They're trying to get something going, and they pour their heart into their project. Yep. And then they do. They shut down because they aren't
1: getting the income. They're not pulling in the returns. That's yep. got to be just as frustrating. It's probably even more so because you think about it. The podcaster is a creative and you know when you when you go into business as a podcaster or, or as a creative your first thought is okay i want to get my product out i want to make a difference and i want to make a dollar as well but okay i'm really good on the creative side i'm not really good on the business side then you mean i got to go i got to go sell this and then i have to track this then i got to bill people and then i got to right. get the service to ask them for the money i'm not doing all that i'm no nah, i'm i'm just not going to do that but here's the thing the the objective for for tonight's you know conversation is that as a podcaster you still you still have a business which means you need to have a system to track your your customers, you need to track your invoices, you need to track how much money is owed to you, and then how much money is supposed to come in, you know, that month. And you know, you can have a simple system as an Excel spreadsheet. I I don't care what you use. I care that you track it and you know what's going on with you. And so I'll go back to the fire hose thing. So sorry, y'all. I didn't mean I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to fire hose y'all. I just Rich and I we get together and I get I get hyped about this story. But here's the thing. What I want to go back to is this. What happened, what really drove what made me do what I do today was that that story is a true story. It's actually in my book, Collect the Cash. And I told the story because, number one, this is a topic around sales and money, whether you're a, a podcaster, an entrepreneur, a small business owner, it doesn't matter. Most people are not talking about this. What you mostly see is sales, marketing, social media, all the things nobody's talking to you about. So what happens if you ever get ghosted? Like that means people, you do something for somebody and they don't pay you. What are you supposed to do? How do you handle that? What do you? How are you? How are you supposed to make sure that the sale is complete and the money's in the bank? Well, you have to. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say. So, so let's
0: break that down. You, you, you're doing your show. You know, you yep. share the link at the end. You invite yep. people. So you have the lead funnel at the beginning. Right. Then they have the clicks and all the clicks and people get excited and yep. you 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 get excited. Yeah. And then some buy, they pay on the spot. Some may have a delayed buy. They want to upsell. And then we don't track it. Right? Why do they not track it? Because if they're that excited about doing all the work, what do you think the mental
1: or system breakdown, why don't we track it? Tracking for a lot of people is considered tedious. And if you remember when you were were a kid, when they were like, you need to track, track, you know, track, you know, we used to do it in in tallies, you know, you get to one, two, three, four, five, and you'd cross it off. Well, in the same vein, the tracking, the tracking is not seen as a part of the sales process, which is why I think that there's, that's why there's a, there's a block around it. Because anytime you have to be more structured in your work, more focused in how you do things, you like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to have to do that. Because it's like I just want to be in my zone of genius. Well, your your zone of genius is also tied to how much money you make. And so when you, when you get to see that the money and the d- zone of genius go together, you're like, okay, I'm gonna track this because I want to know how many shows have I done? How many people have, how many people have said I, I want to upsell on this? A lot of people have said, okay, oh, you know what? We're interested in, 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 I'm sorry, we're interested in being a sponsor with you or a partner with you, but well, you need to know that and go, oh, well, how, well at, at what price? You know, what What? What are the price points, all the things? Here's the thing. Go ahead.
0: No, 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 no. no the sponsorship. You just said sponsorship, and I know a lot of people are really trying to leverage and get sponsorship. Yeah. I know from my media days, working with the intake financial team, yep. they're like, hey, Rich, do you know if you ever heard from the gas station that was supposed to pay three months ago? Yep. Well the ad runby they want to re-up again. I'm like, right. I just play the dumb ads. I don't know if they've read up. That's your job. Exactly. How many
1: re-up misses do you think we miss in sponsorships alone as media people? I'm sure you miss a lot because you don't have a system that tracks it. So for example, a, a simple lesson. Can I can I can will I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you something right now that'll help you. Yeah. So if you if you don't track, if you don't track okay, I'll put say it this way. What doesn't get tracked doesn't get measured. I'll say it again for the people in the back. But doesn't get tracked, doesn't get measured. So that's the number, That's your, that's your first, first hashtag, measured and tracked. That's your first, that's your first hashtag. But seriously, tracking is, is what, we, what you use to make sure that you have all your information. So for example, if you're a podcaster and you have sponsorships, what's the name of your sponsor? How much is a sponsorship for? You know, is it, is, it, is it a 30-day term, a 60-day term, a 90-day term? You need to know that. Um, when are you supposed to invoice them for it? When are you supposed to get paid? I just gave you a short tracking system that has five components. And then, I'm sorry, and the last one would be notes. So, for example, if if the, if the you ran the ads for, for 90 days and the 91st day you notice that the payments aren't here, you're like, hmm, okay, I got to make a phone call. I got to follow up. And that's the thing. And I, and I think what happens is that a lot of people see tracking or follow up. Is like, oh, I'm bothering people. I'm like, no, you're not bothering them because I say it this way. As confident as you were to ask for the sale, you have to be just as confident to ask for the money. I'll say it for people in the back.
0: Well, and again, you can see the comment in the chat right now. <laughs> yeah, others are green. Others
1: yeah,
0: are are buying into what you're saying. they well, it's you-
1: true. It's true because here's the thing. We're, we're we, we If you think about it this way, we live in a society where we're trapped. If you take out your phone, whether your iPhone or Android. You can speak something. Next thing you know, you're seeing ads come up across your table. You're like, I was just thinking about this. And next thing you know, there's this ad because you're getting tracked. I mean, you're laughing because it's true. It's you, true. I know it's true. We, we get we get tracked on everything. We have a tracker on our phone. Everything gets tracked. But here's the thing. I think what people don't, the reason podcasters don't like doing this, and I think it's not just podcasters, but I think a lot of people are like, I'm so, I'm so excited to serve my customer or get my product out. But you mean, go ahead. No, I no, see, no, no, know, no, no, please. Yes, go on. Yep. So I see, when people say, "Okay, I'm am I'm, I'm a creative. I just want to, I just want to create. I got that part. But here's the thing: I want you to be creative and be paid. I'll say it again for the people in the back. I want you to be a creative, but I also want you to get paid. The reason that all of this came about is because I, this small business that I that I went to work for had a had a had a vision and a mission to service other companies with, with their IT services and all the things. And then after all of us got let go, I was like. I don't want to see this happen to anybody else. And it took me a minute between from when, when, when the company shut down to me deciding that I'm going to do this. I had to, you know, I had to evolve and, and say, okay, how can I be in service to podcasters, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and say, okay, listen, this part of your business is just as important as you got the sale, because I get it. Sales is glorified. Sales is celebrated. There's, there's kickoff meetings and all the things. But here's the thing. After you get the sale, you got to do the contract and you got to provide the product and the service. You got to provide the invoice. And you gotta get paid. I say that sales and AR go together. I, I believe that you celebrate the sale just as much as you celebrate getting paid. Actually, they go together. That's that, that's my personal belief. Go well ahead. again, you start off with a spreadsheet. If you don't
0: have any CRM, if you don't have yeah. anything else, open up a Google Docs or Absolutely. you know whatever you have, and you put down, you know, start date, end date, you put down, you know, whatever notes you do, and you literally map it out that way, color code it, you know. Absolutely. Um, I actually do a lot of that. Yep. uh you know, for intake, outtake. But if you do have something like I use QuickBooks, so yep. I do get a client, I'll, I'll have a different notation, a different category. You get more systematic, but you can put reminders absolutely pop up and go, by yep. the way, idiot, you haven't talked to Sue yet <laughs> about this, and yeah.
1: it, it helps. Right. You and know, what you and what you just described, Rich, is a tracking system. You just happen to use QuickBooks as, as your as your mechanism or as your system to do so. You can use QuickBooks. Google Docs, Excel, figure out one. I mean, I'm old school. I have I I still love a, a good whiteboard and, and do the columns. I like to write stuff out. I'm old school. I love it. I don't care what you use. The point is that the more that you learn to track it, the more you realize, okay, just like Rich said, okay, a payment didn't come in. A reminder comes up. However, you're gonna set the reminders, whether you have you know automatic reminders notes on your phone notes, notes on your computer doesn't matter the point is is that it's it's the tracking needs to be as 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 a as an integral part of you getting paid and when you realize oh a payment was missed your reminder your notes that's that's the trigger that means okay either you or someone on your team is doing the follow up and, and like i said earlier the fortune is always in the follow up and when you get when you no, get no. comfortable okay when you get comfortable knowing that the sale is not complete until the money's in the bank it will be, a, it will just be, it'll be a part of the flow. Just like you, are, you, are, you flow as a podcaster, you flow in, in business, you, your flow will be, okay, I got a sale. I got a contract. I got a deliverable. I got an invoice. I gotta get paid. Okay. My flow is five things. One of these, one of these buttons was missed, which is the money. I need to get these coins. I need to get paid that part. No. So let's talk about the collection process because
0: if it's delayed, hey, I'm sorry, I'm running late, it's been yep. tighter, Hogging help me out, trigger, so forth and so on. Yep. Talk about the technique of still closing the deal, yep. being gentle but being firm, sure. because you don't want to get walked over and never get it closed. Again, early in my marketing sales, I was horrible. I hated going back and saying, by the way, yeah. I know it's hurting, but
1: I really need what you're owed here. Yep. How do you do that? Can you get some tips? Certainly, I sure can. First tip, number one, what well, we just talked about it a couple times with the tracking system. Number two, you have to have a list of your invoices. You have to make sure you prepare a proper invoices, which is the name of your client, the, you know, the contract number, the information, um, amount due, and, and what are their payment terms? Are their payment? Does it pay on demand or is it net 10 or net 15 or net 30? And then your banking information. So that the payment, you know, either comes, you know, ACH, which is you know, um, yeah, ACH or EFT or payments. And then that's, that's the first thing. So your proper invoice and make it, oh, and make sure the invoice goes to the, to the right person. That would be, that would be really key. That's Or or if they've left
0: the company, you better get the updated contact
1: point, right? Absolutely. For sure. So that's, that's the the first one. Second is I'm old school. I, you know, I I say, I like to say it this way. We can't solve everything on 144 characters. As much as we love to do everything through text, I I appreciate y'all love text. And that's like, text is a really good thing, but when it comes to getting your money sometimes you got to go old school you got to get on the phone hi this is d calling from such and such company may i speak to the person that accounts payable please hey susie hey d how are you great how are you how you been how, all the things listen i'm the reason I'm, the reason for my call is um i have an outstanding invoice from account number blah blah blah, blah. d you know what oh my gosh hold on a second let me check in the system you know what happened d we never got your invoice really can i can i confirm with you please the email address I was supposed to send this to because evidently the last the last information I have in my records was I'm supposed to go here oh no D, we've switched systems and, you know and now well we've updated and we've changed systems. Oh did did, did you not get notified? Mm-mm. okay do me a favor can you just right now while we're talking can you just send me an email please with this is the new billing information we're supposed to send it because I want to make sure number one we course correct. number two um, I'm gonna take responsibility and make sure that we're up to date and number three. once I, once I, once I update this information and send it back to you, how soon can we get paid? Then you pause and you wait for her to get him or her to get the information and say, yep, we got it. And it'll be scheduled for the next, next, next check run or next payment, when it's going to be Friday or Saturday or whenever it's going to be. And then third, thank them for taking your phone call. I, like I said, I'm old school. It's, it's, you know, sometimes I think we forget, you know, that, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with people. You're still, you're in your business. You're still dealing with people. And I think there's something, there's a, lost art of saying thank you. People send to me all the time, you're over some of this gratitude thing. I'm like, yeah, because here's the thing. For me to collect the $6 million that I did, I had to thank every person that took my phone call, that helped me figure out how come the invoices weren't paid, helped me get the, helped me get the payments. And I still do that to this day. Gratitude is one of those things that I think, number one, people feel like because, because you're, you're, in, you're in the back office of, of payments, you, you're not seen or you're not valued. I'm am I'm, I'm still a practitioner at heart, so I'm always going to be talking about gratitude. And I want you to I want you to be to be appreciated for the work that you do for taking a phone call, find, finding finding getting into the weeds to get the payments, and then getting a payment. And and I'll add this in business. You I mean you probably have seen it this way. Usually during the holiday season, um, most companies do this. They send you a thank you card. What are they saying? They're saying thank you for for your business. Thank you for being our customer. We wish you the best during the holiday season, and we look forward to working with you in the following year they realize that you have a, ch- a choice of where you spend your money and your time and they want to do something that plans to seed for you to continue working with them. So gratitude is, is a huge thing. It's a, it's a soft skill, but it's for me in my, in, in my world, it's a skill that matters. And I feel like it's something that when people recognize it, they're like, Oh, that's different. Yeah, it is. But Well, um, here's
0: like here. Thing. Here's the deal. I, I just got one of these the other day. So I do book launch parties, interview people, things like that. I just got in the email Thanks. It was great. I really appreciate The book launch party it was great. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. I don't think we just do it at the holidays. I think we need to get back to sure. we do it on ongoing because if you do it once a year, it also smells a bit like ah, you're kind of reaching my back pocket. You want to make sure I come back again. Yep. If you do it as an ongoing year round, if they have something at the office are celebrating, if they have something to happen in their life and you know about it through social media,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a little card, a little thing will go a long way in building relationship
1: absolutely to help
0: close the financial deal
1: and i think that's where the breakdown is right exactly and i'm glad you said that because that's one of the things you know we we talked about the four things and the last thing i talked about was relationship building i never really put i never really saw saw the gratitude and relationship building kind of going together but i guess technically hey dr dr tomorrow one of my one of my coaches is here how are you doc it's good to see you um i feel like you know gratitude and relationship building they go together i mean this. Before we even started, one of the, with the first thing I said we came on live, I said, "Hey, Rich, it's great to see you again, and thank you for this opportunity." What am I doing? I'm, I'm building the relationship because I'm number one. That's how I do. That's how I do business. People are like, "You really actually do this?" Yes, I actually really really do this. So people, I'm this, I, if you can, if you googled me, you're gonna see every podcast I've ever been on. I always thank the podcast hosts for having me on. I always thank the people who, who work with me because here's the thing: I learned early on. That when you show gratitude, people are willing to go above and beyond to help you. And I, it's just one of those things. And because I'm a practitioner at heart, I know that d- money is a, is a very sticky issue. And when you've learned to, 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 to uh, diffuse it and make it where, okay, we're, 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 tr- we're trying to get to, we're not trying, we're working to get to resolution. We're trying to answer the question of what had happened was, that's the first thing. And I'm trying to get you, get you from what had happened was, how did we win? My keys are problem-solving, customer service, gratitude, and relationship building. Those are the four soft skill keys that get you to how. To, from what had happened was, how do we win in business as a podcaster and in life?
0: And b- by the way, if you haven't had that tattooed in your forehead, you will by the end of this today. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the systems. I love the flow. And again. Uh, as creatives, some of us do. We, we really push back against. Let's not overly organize this. But to be a business, you do need to be organized. Now, if if you're the podcaster, if you're the creator, mm-hmm. you start the system. Like I've started a lot of systems, but I can only take them so far. I think one thing we have to be aware of is creatives. We need to bring people in to take over the areas especially the financial areas for sure. because we don't want to make that phone call. Believe me, I don't want to do that myself. I'm the fun loving trigger, exactly. but I need someone else to do that. Talk a little bit about the systems of the right team
1: or to teammate it. to do what you're describing. Well, here's the thing. I think when you, when you rec- when you recognize that, you know, no person is an Island when, when they're doing their business, even if you're solo for you still have to have somebody else that can come alongside you and help you with that part. I offer you know I offer my, my services to say to small business owners listen if you're if you're creative and that your land your land of genius is as is, is a podcaster and you just don't like making those calls, talk to me about okay, how can you come along how can you how can you come alongside me and work with me on this part because here's the thing I, I want to be able to come along and support you in what you're brilliant in. If you, if collecting money is not your not your jam, got it. that's my jam. I love doing it And here's the thing. I make it fun. Because I've learned over time. Now, of course, in the beginning, I you know years ago I made a bunch of mistakes. But here's the thing: you see all the gray hairs? That's called wisdom. I've learned how to do it with do it with ease and grace now, where it's it's not hard. It's it's, it's yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm joining you in a, in a little while. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, we we've all got to use what we got. We
1: got, what we got. here's the thing. I think you know number one, it's a mindset shift because I think what happens is that. When people hear I have to collect my I have to collect my payments or I have to ask for this, there's there, there's a sense of, of fear of you know I might relate I might mess up the relationship. That's number one. Number two, there's the ooh I don't like doing this. Okay, fine. That's that's why you know if you think about it in business, I mean even if you create your own bit you create your, first of all if you create your own business number one congratulations because you are now taking your knowledge skills and abilities and putting it into into a way that can be introduced to the market. That's one. Number two. By the time you once you get started you usually figure out okay i need a bookkeeper i need a va person i need a a, a, a cpa i i okay i don't know how to do social media i, I need someone like rich um you know on and, on and on but here's the thing you gotta before you can get to all those things you gotta start with okay what am i bringing to the market and then what else well, who else do i need to be a part of my team and that takes some time sometimes you don't always you don't get it right away and, that, and here's the thing. You have to be okay with the evolution of you as a podcaster and as a business owner. So,
0: yes, as you build the ship while you're flying, because that's what most of us are doing, yeah. you, you have to know the order of the pecking order, but the financial one is such an early piece. And, again, I do know people that push it off and push it off when it comes to that. When it comes to – how should I say this? <laughs> Just say it. We're, we're, we're good and growing. Selling the products through podcasting. Is you can do QR codes, you can do this, you can do that, and mm-hmm. we sometimes we push too much out. We have like too much merchandise, too many shows, too many gimmicks, too many products, yep. Yep. too many landing pages. What's your recommendation to bring in the money, but not flood people? Because that's what a lot of people do—they flood us, and that's also why we get lost in our own stuff. I think. Yeah.
1: Number one, I think number one you again your tracking system you you need you need to have your tracking system that's 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 the thing and secondly i think you need to have a schedule you know in your in your tracking system the schedule when when do you when do you submit your invoice for example so if you you just bought you know 90 days worth of media you know when you when you when you negotiate that contract they usually i'm sure they have payment terms that tell you okay invoice us on this date mm-hmm. note it and fo- follow the schedule i mean some of, some of this is not it's not hard it's just a lot of us just don't like we don't like systems because systems make you feel like you're boxed in. But like the systems, what they actually do is help you stay organized. And when you when you when you embrace the system, you realize okay, okay. I, in order for me to continue being creative in this area, I gotta do these things, or I, I or I need to outsource it to someone else who loves doing this and go like that. So yeah, for sure.
0: Comment coming in here is I agree. Most podcasters are giving away their IP freely. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yep. Uh, and that's one of the things that I want to change. That's part of the reason why I do rock the stage show. Mm-hmm. Is because you have good stuff. You are, and again, we, we talk about this with my media branding, but you are the product. Right. So, yes, you have a white paper, you have a download, you have a video series, but you ultimately are the product. Mm-hmm. And too many are giving it away. And then when they try to put a price tag on it, you can't. But like, you can't re monetize what you haven't monetized, right? Right, for sure. So, talk about consistency here. When you're in the marketplace, how do you stay consistent with that? Because there is a lot of competition.
1: I'm sorry, consistency with?
0: Consistency with your pricing. Consistency with, with your product, your services. Because as you launch something new, sometimes you want to jack it up. Right. I, is that a good thing or do we want to no, bring it I, I, I think
1: Number one, I think in terms of, I'll say it this way, in terms of introducing your your prices to the market, I think, number one, you have to... One, I think you have to have an advisor. I think before you do this, I think you need to find out. Okay, what's who's who's your who who else is who else is in your space? And it would be all right. This is what I'm thinking about doing. Is this is you know obviously you have to do your research and go. Okay, is this is this a good price for the market right now? And then I think you also need to say, okay, I'm going to test it out. And if it's if it's not, you'll go. I'm of course correct. But I think if you go from you know say a hundred dollars to thousand dollars, somebody said, man, that's a huge jump. But, yes. you know, if you can, if you, but if the thing is you have to start somewhere and then you, I think you grow, I think you grow incrementally and I think you have to figure out, okay, wh- what will the market, what will the market um, bear? Will it, will it, will you, can you come out with a, a product for a thousand dollars? Sure. But obviously if you come out with a product for a thousand dollars, then it's, there is an expectation of if, if the product is worth a thousand dollars, what's coming with it? Because people are not just going to pay a thousand dollars without knowing, okay, what am I going to get for this?
0: Well, and I think that's part of what's happened in the market is we've tried free, we've tried semi-free, we've tried big prices. We keep moving around and people are Mm -hmm. confused what your value is. Right. And I think part of that initial plan of sitting down having a plan is so important in this because if you're shooting blanks everywhere, people will not buy. You can't bring in the money. So I think some of it is we need to learn how to bring in the money by having a solid, consistent plan. True. on what the pricing is, yep, because then you have a chance to grow your market. To me, I, th- I think it's like you celebrate the growth, you don't Absolutely. just keep doing this and moving it
1: all, all over the place,
0: you celebrate the growth,
1: right? And, and and I'm glad you said that because you know, when people hear my story, they say, Oh my gosh, you know, you, you come out, you come out the gate with this, you've collected six million dollars, but y'all have to understand before I could collect six million dollars, I had to know how to click, collect six dollars. This this happened over time, yes. I I grew with with knowledge and skills and ability i figured out that i'm a problem solver that's that's what i do and when when you don't get paid i'm 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 a reverse engineering trying to figure out what happened or i like to say this way what had happened was and i'm trying to figure out the 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 what the, the missing pieces to the puzzle so the missing people missing pieces of the puzzle could have been okay the contract was one fantastic then the deliverable whatever you were p- delivering to the your customer was done then the invoice great or there, or there was a there was a step missed between when from the contract to the product to the invoice and they're like oh crap I forgot this step you, you get on the phone and your customer says okay we're not paying for all this because we we had these these five things you were supposed to deliver to us and you missed you missed one so we're we're gonna withhold our payment until you fix this. And you won't. And usually, what happens is they withhold the money, and you don't know how come you haven't gotten paid until you do what I said earlier. Old school, you have to get on the phone. I know y'all love the 144 characters, but listen, sometimes you gotta do old school and get on the phone. Hi, can I talk? Can we can we talk about this invoice? And you have to come from from a I think a mindset shift is instead of coming at it from you owe me the money. How do you go from what had happened was to how do we win, which means I'm coming with resolution. How do we? How can we resolve this together? that's a piece i think people forget because you're like okay you owe me the money yeah absolutely you owe me the money if you have a contract and it's it's spelled the payment terms are spelled out yes got it but don't forget you're still in business to do business with people and that customer that you worked really hard to get and you want to do repeat business with how you handle them during this during this during this stage of the business which is collections is everything because one all it takes is one one wrong move and somebody you know somebody's upset then you've got to apologize then you know as i jokingly say on these social media streets it takes 30 seconds for somebody to go live and say oh my gosh i had the worst experience and then you know you've just lost all that work that you've done to get that customer you're like and a lot of people right now they're not as forgiving like you you and i Richard, from the school where usually if you you know you made a mistake you could course correct it you could fix it people are too quick they're too they're too quick to go live and once somebody it goes live your reputation is done. You're like, man, yeah. you got, I mean, you got to go back and rebuild everything you had been building for all this time. And I think that's the lost art. And I feel like, you know, when, when you know, it's in, to, in order to us, how do we make, you know, collect the cash as a podcaster, a more successful thing is number one, you got to see yourself as a problem solver. You got to see yourself delivering excellent customer service. You got to definitely see yourself doing gratitude. You have to do relationships. You have to have a tracking system. You have to do your payments. And do your payments means you're you're tracking how many, you know, how many, how many, how many invoices do you have, how much money is owed to you, when's when's the dates? When are the dates due? And then what what's the reminders? And then if a payment is missed, who's getting on the phone or email to talk about this issue, or who's jumping on a Zoom call or on Google Meets or whatever technology it is. But the point is that you're not gonna solve the problem unless you talk it through, and you can't be afraid to have a conversation. You know, wow. go ahead.
0: Well, and the the comment right now really is the cancel culture has changed some of that. It's like you're one and you're done. It's like, I I, I tried. You didn't show up. You didn't do this. Boom. Uh, And that's not working right now. D, we have a wealth of information. This has been amazing. (laughs) Again, I told you strap it on. She was going to bring it today. And D is wonderful. We are going to bring up. She does have a special gift for you. You can hit the QR code there. Scan that QR code. And what are they going to get? From Vanna White. No, I'm in mean.
1: alright <laughs> you <laughs> All right, y'all. Rich is hilarious. So which, what, my free gift for everybody tonight is five tips to collect the cash. I'll, I'll give you you know five things you need to learn from asking for the payment, um, doing the follow-up, and, and you have to get scan the, scan the QR code, you'll get the rest of them. But like I said, you'll learn to ask for the tips. I'm sorry, ask for the payment and then make sure you do the follow-up. And I give you three other things that that'll make it easy for you and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is this is not as hard as I thought. No, because I make it. I want to make it easy for you because I want you to keep the keep your relationships because I want you to stay in business and businesses are tied to relationships. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. Dee Bowden, our special
0: guest here tonight, and how the rock the stage, and again, the creator and author of the Collect the Cash. Also in the chat, make sure you grab the chat. I did drop in all of her social me- media links so you can get a hold of her, follow up with her. Dee, thank you, thank you very much for being here with us tonight. So How to Rock the Stage is here every week. And, again, it's all sponsored and made possible by the National Speakers Association. If you haven't heard about the NSA and if you wanted to be a speaker on stage, on camera, the NSA is a great place to start and learn how to become a wonderful speaker and how to really rock the stage, as I talk about many times here, on How to Rock the Stage. I do want to let you know tomorrow this will be live, the same show will be uh, put to the audio podcast from How to Rock the Stage, and you can catch that on Apple Podcasts and other networks as well. And one other final note, this is a special week at Rack the Stage because it's the National Stutter Awareness Week, and we've been doing a special series all week long of I Stutter. I have lived with a lifelong stutter myself, and we've been interviewing people and sharing their stories to celebrate, educate, and just give freedom and liberty to people that stutter all week long. 2 p.m. live. We'll be back again with another amazing story. So follow those. Join us on many of these same streaming channels that we're on right now. That's going to be over tonight. I'm the Trigger Rip, Rich Bontrager. We'll be back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We go live and we stream and bring you How to Rock the Stage show. Have a great night. Thanks for being with us.